Alright everyone, welcome to the first introduction to the first draft of the first episode of what may or may not be a long-running podcast about educational topics from Mr. Mack, a teacher at CA Boses down in Belmont. If you don't know who I am or what the point of this podcast is, then you probably should not be listening. This podcast is intended for students who are unable to attend school due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Apologies in advance if the audio quality is not particularly good. I'm using a $25 microphone that I just picked up from Walmart to record this, and I'm using software that I do not know how to use, so we will see how this goes. Anyway, a lot of you are probably wondering why you are at home right now and not at school. A lot of teachers are probably wondering that as well because we were originally scheduled to go in, but now we are not due to concerns about how this virus spreads. This is worth it short or long science explanation, a mini science lesson about COVID-19, the coronavirus, and why people are treating this as a bigger deal than the flu, why people are treating this as a bigger deal than Ebola or swine flu or any of those other diseases that came before them. First, a lot of questions are coming up. Why are schools getting shut down already before any of the students are getting sick? The answer to that is essentially the same reason that you're supposed to let your dog outside before it pees all over the floor. The problem with the coronavirus as opposed to most other diseases is that it has a very low profile, it is very sneaky, and a lot of times it does not show symptoms in people or make them sick. That's not really a concern for the students themselves, it's more of a problem for their families. Um, It is entirely possible for students to have coronavirus, not show symptoms of it, not get sick, transmit that disease to other students from other schools, especially at the BOCES Center. And those students will continue to not get sick, not really show major symptoms of the disease, but will then transmit that disease to their parents, their aunts and uncles, or their grandparents, who are at a much higher risk of showing severe symptoms for this disease and then dying. Um, Preemptively closing schools was a measure to prevent the disease from spreading from student to student, from school district to school district, before the disease got the chance to really enter that building and spread around that way. It's worth pointing out, New York State currently has more cases of COVID-19 than any other state in the country. That is mostly a result of the cities that we have, especially New York City, which is enormous and has more people in it than just about the rest of the state put together, or possibly even more. I should probably look up that number before recording this, or I could just leave this in and not bother to take it out. Anyway, New York State does have a very large number of these cases compared to the rest of the country. Um, This is starting to produce a weird political partisan divide, which is not helping the situation at all. As of right now, according to a recent NPR PBS um, poll, 56 of all Americans believe that the coronavirus is a real threat. 38% believe that it's blown out of proportion and 6% are not sure, which is not great. 56% of the population taking this really seriously is not, eh, that number should probably be a little higher. But if you split this down, what they have it as party line, 76% of Democrats believe that this is a serious threat. 20% believe it's blown out of proportion. As for Republicans, 40% believe that this is a real threat. 54% believe that it's blown out of proportion. There are a couple of different explanations for this. 
I don't want to get political on this. This is not my job. And if I espouse political views too hard on this podcast, I feel like I might get fired. So I will not be pushing that terribly hard. But one possible explanation is just because Donald Trump is president, Democrats are more likely to just believe that things that happen while he's president are awful. Conversely, Republicans want to believe that this is not a big deal because Trump is president and they think that he can handle this. Trump himself, for his part, has been downplaying the significance of the Corona-19 virus, the COVID-19 virus, until rather recently, within the past couple of days, as of this recording. Um, There's also a geographic explanation as well. Democrats tend to be more crowded into urban areas, more closely... Um, populated, higher population density areas, which transmit this disease much more easily and much more quickly. So it makes sense for Democrats to be more worried about this because they live in areas where this disease is more likely to be a major problem. Republicans, conversely, tend to be more in suburban and rural areas, and the disease is likely to spread quickly through those areas just because of the lower population density and the less frequent human-to-human contact, the less crowded conditions. The inverse of that, the problem associated with that mindset, is that a lot of suburban and rural areas tend to have less effective medical services, and the hospitals that serve those areas tend to be... They don't have as many resources at hand and are generally less equipped to deal with a pandemic if it were to run through that area. So it may take longer for the disease to spread through rural areas like the southern tier of New York, but once it does show up, the hospitals here are less likely to be able to deal with it effectively. Um, That's just the nature of rural hospitals, unfortunately. That's just how it is right now. Another thing, as I mentioned before, this disease affects young people much less dramatically than older people. Um, A lot of young people will not show symptoms of, of this disease at all. As of right now, as of this recording, only one person on the planet has died from this disease who is under the age of 18. And that is unlikely to, that number is unlikely to get much bigger than it is. This disease, strangely, does not appear to affect children, young children. Normally, any kind of disease, pandemic, swine flu, regular flu, anything like that, the two populations who are hit the hardest by this are much older individuals and very young people, like infants or toddlers or young children this disease for whatever reason does not appear to be a major problem for young children or babies or toddlers i don't think it's a good idea to tempt fate on this one i wouldn't try exposing a child to coronavirus on purpose but this disease is primarily affecting older age demographics this has produced this like urban myth i suppose um that The mortality rate for this disease is not much higher than the regular flu, which is true for younger people and middle-aged people, I suppose. Um, The regular flu has a mortality rate of one-tenth of one percent. The mortality rate of coronavirus currently holds at three percent nationwide, at least according to the most recent numbers that I saw. Three percent is 30 times higher than 0.1 percent, one-tenth of a percent. This is mostly the result of the vulnerability that older people have to this disease, though. For middle-aged individuals and younger individuals, 
the mortality rate from disease is quite low, not much more serious than the flu. But again, those people may still have the disease and still spread it to older people who can then get sick from and die of this disease. Um, this disease is spread in the air, it is airborne, so if you have the disease and you cough and sneeze up into the air like some sort of barbarian and you don't cover your mouth, or you sneeze into your hands and then shake someone's hand, this spreads very easily and apparently this has been happening somewhat frequently. The most effective ways to prevent the spread of this disease is, first of all, unfortunately, not having direct contact with as many people as possible. This may include your older family members, uh, if that is an option that is available to you. Maybe you actually don't see them for the next little while. Um, this outbreak may last for several months. Um, originally, the hope was that this would be done before the end of the school year. That is very unlikely to happen at this point. I don't get to call that sh those shots, though. I don't have a crystal ball, so who knows? School might be back in session right before final exam time. It may not be back until next year. I don't know. I just have no way of knowing that. Um, but this outbreak is probably going to last for several months. This has people very concerned because there is no prior immunity to this disease. Coronavirus Coronavirus is a name of a family of different kinds of viruses. COVID-19 is the specific virus affecting people right now. The coronavirus family does not normally infect people in high numbers. Um, this is part of the reason why people are worried about this is because... It's a new family of viruses. It's a new family of diseases that have just recently attacked people. So there is no prior vaccine. There's no really reliable treatment for this. Um, there's no built-up ancestral immunity to this that anybody has, to the best of our knowledge. There's also a high potential that this disease can mutate. Viruses tend to be very good at this. As they infect more and more people, they will change slowly or quickly over time so by the time that a treatment may come up for one strain of COVID-19 it may mutate or pockets of it may mutate into a new strain for which there again is no treatment or vaccine or anything for it. This is the major problem with the HIV virus, the human immunodeficiency virus that causes AIDS. It mutates very very quickly inside of a single individual so by the time your immune system figures out a way to combat the HIV virus, an old strain of HIV virus, it has already mutated into a new strain, and then your body has to start all over again from scratch. The human body, outside of a few rare exceptions, never quite catches up to the virus. The virus is always one step ahead, and that's why, at least as of right now, there is no reliable cure for HIV. The good news is COVID-19 does not mutate that quickly. Um, it does not mutate quickly inside of a single individual. It probably will mutate inside pools of hundreds or thousands of people though so that is likely to be part of the reason why this disease lasts long and there's a concern that it may become a seasonal thing as well alongside the normal flu uh, again not a major major problem if you are young and healthy but if you're an older individual or if you have a prior immunodeficiency syndrome like HIV or AIDS or anything like that um, this is a much bigger deal. This is actually very worrying. So 
for you healthy, reasonably healthy students out there, and you don't want school to close, and you think, I'm fine, I feel like I should go outside or do whatever I want, it's not really about you right now. It's about keeping your friends and your family safe as well, because as I said again and again throughout this, it's very easy for you to accidentally spread this to other people without realizing it. So some of the best suggestions that we can make right now as of this moment, you cannot go to school, neither can I, as it turns out. So the best things you can do is be antisocial. Um, go outside if you feel the need for it, um, but don't hang out in large groups of people, even groups of more than 10, you're kind of rolling the dice there. If you are a person who likes to sit at the computer all day and play games, this is your moment of glory. This is your time to shine. If you like to sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix, more power to you. Just, I hope you have a long library of things to watch because... This is going to take a while, and also maybe still go outside at least once in a while anyway because your muscles will atrophy and you will find it hard to move. Always keep in mind when it comes to these kind of outbreaks, the chain is as strong as the weakest link. The school is as healthy as the least healthy child in it, the least healthy student in it. Um, it only takes one student of the over 400 who enter the building in Belmont. Only one of them has to have this disease to easily spread it to other people, to other students, who will then take it home. And then they won't die, but their friends might, their parents might, their aunts and uncles might. I don't want to sound all doom and gloom about this. It's important, it's important to be concerned about this disease and not panicked by it. Panic does not help anyone. Um, the panic over buying toilet paper is extremely dumb you don't need to hoard toilet paper you don't really need to hoard hand sanitizer either just regular soap and water will do just be careful out there and maybe in a future episode i will turn this into a video although maybe not that sounds like a lot of work or i will make another episode about something else science related that most of the students can listen to in the meantime i will see you guys again soon or next year. We'll see.